I'm Aaron Zimmela, and you're watching Marketing Tip Tea Time, where we talk about marketing tips and tricks that will help you to learn how to market better. Today, we have some awesome guests. Thank you so much to our guests who I'm going to introduce here. They have done just amazing things, and they have a fantastic story, primarily talking about the e-commerce world. And so they actually have built a a beautiful business, it's fantastic, and they've helped so many people, and I'm really glad that they're gonna be on our show. Now, first, I'm gonna talk about our sponsor for this season. Our sponsor for this season, thank you to Whole Brain Consulting. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Uh, yeah, so Eric and Brian Zabirik, there they are, oh yes. Woo, yay. Thank you too for being on the show, I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah, thanks for having and us, Aaron. And it was uh, Andre Sadlak who, who requested that you guys be on the show, said you'd be pretty awesome at it. So, I mean, you know, thanks. And where are you tuning in from, by the way, just so our audience knows? Yeah, v Vancouver, BC, and Canada. Funny enough, Andre is actually in my studio right beside us right now, uh, prepping <laughs> for another project that we're, that we're doing. So, uh, small world. But yeah, to answer your question, we're from Vancouver, beautiful British Columbia, the west coast of Canada specifically. Wow, beautiful. That's awesome. Um, before we dive any further in, into what you do, the most important part of the show, which is the tea. Now, it's actually kind of <laughs> difficult to get tea to Canada. I didn't realize from the U.S. there's customs and all sorts of things that we have to do. But today, uh, we got, it's Rishi Tea and Botanicals. This is the Sencha Organic Green Tea. So this is what I, I sent them, and we're going to see what that looks like here. And, and give it a taste. It came highly recommended from our tea connoisseur, uh, Keith Whipf, up in the office. There we go, it's, kind of, it's lighter. All right, let me take a... Oh, it's kind of like matcha-y. It's got a matcha-y yeah. flavor to it. Wow, That's a, it is a traditional Japanese green tea. It is something that, uh, through my research, I've seen that it seems like is a daily uh, Japanese tea. So as opposed to a ceremonial, this one's more of a daily green tea, and it does have a, a matcha kind of flavor to it. Um, yeah, that's great. What do you guys think about the tea? I like it. I it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big green tea fan. I also love peppermint. That was going to be my second, uh, second tea. I know Andre on his episode actually had matcha, so oddly enough. Um, <laughs> did, yeah. But yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> I love it. I love the taste of it. Wow, it's yeah, great. No, it's good. It's definitely, it is. definitely feels premium, like a high quality tea for sure. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you, Rishi, and for everything you've <laughs> done for us. We've actually gotten a lot of tea from them, so thank you for that. Now, <laughs> I'm going to start off with doing kind of a rapid fire. So it's going to be like this or that, and then you just answer, um, I guess, together or one at a time, whatever, <laughs> however it's going to work. Uh, so <clears throat> tea or coffee? Coffee. Okay. Creativity or <laughs> analytics? Analytics. Creativity. <laughs> and then FBA or FBM? FBA. FBA. All day long. Perfect. Perfect. And so for, for those of, of our viewers who don't know what that is, what, what is FBA? What is FBM? What's the difference? Yeah, yeah I'll so, explain that. Uh, <laughs> we do this a lot. As you can see, this is a twin thing. We tend to start yeah. and a lot of the times end each other's sentences. So, Brian, I'll That's let great. you take over and uh, you can you can explain that. Explain that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I'll give a I'll give a specific example. So, FBA stands for fulfilled by Amazon. So that's something that we that we per personally do, and 
Uh, it's great for people that you know don't want to have high overhead costs, meaning they don't want to own their own distribution network. So what FBA means is exactly how it sounds. We send product into Amazon's warehouses and they fulfill every single order as soon as it's made directly through our landing page for our product. For FBM, the example I like to give is <clears throat> Nike, for example. So Nike has their own distribution network across the United States, Canada, whatever that looks like. They list their okay. product on Amazon to take advantage of the traffic. But in terms of fulfilling the order, as soon as it's made through their landing page on Amazon, they'll actually have their warehouse workers within their own facilities go ahead and actually distribute that product. So FBM stands for fulfilled by merchant, meaning the merchant, the owner of the actual product is fulfilling that order versus Amazon. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And so you are FBA all the way, it sounds mm -hmm, like. Yeah. Perfect. And so now you're twins, right? As, as everybody can, <laughs> can see. Yes, and so, twins. you know, tell us a little bit about how the Zab Twins came about and, and what it is exactly that you do. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about that. Um, obviously, Brian and I have been twins our whole lives. <laughs> we're, uh, we're 24 <laughs> years old. Um, how the Zab Twins came about, it's funny because obviously, you know, we've, we've always looked very similar. Uh, you know, there was portions in our lives. We looked exactly the same. Um, and we always said to ourselves, like, hey, like, we got to do something with this twin thing. Like, we got to take advantage of it. It's a great marketing angle. Um, you know, it's a great way for us to propose like, hey, this is our brand. This is the Zap Twins, right? So, uh, you know, we always had ideas of doing it. Uh, with that said, you know, when we, when we first started entrepreneurship, that's when the Zap Twins was really born. Or I shouldn't say entrepreneurship, but when we started being full-time entrepreneurs. So what I mean by that is when we, you know, we, we went to um, high school, obviously we graduated, we did our marketing degrees. After we did our marketing degrees, we went and we worked for a sales organization. Uh, when we were at that sales organization, uh, we didn't want to be very vocal with what we were doing. At that time, you know, I think it was a year and a half into it, we had, um, we had started our first Amazon brand basically. But we weren't vocal wow. because we didn't want our boss to be like, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you should be working. Right. Uh, and obviously we were still working. We were still crushing our goals, but we had this side hustle. Um, you know, a year and a half into that side hustle, we ended up quitting our jobs. And that's when the Zap Twins was born, essentially. Uh, that's when we started being very vocal about what we were doing. Um, and essentially it's our personal brand, right? So the Zap Twins is just who we are as an entity or who we are as people. And we use that in all of our marketing efforts for all of the things that we do. Um, so in short, um, you know, one of our biggest endeavors right now is obviously we run multiple Amazon brands. We sell on Amazon, uh, manage a team that fulfills on those brands, so on and so forth. But when we became full-time entrepreneurs, we started getting into the coaching space, teaching people. Um, actually, it wasn't exactly right after we became full-time entrepreneurs. It was about six to eight months after, I think it was, maybe a little bit longer. Um, and that's when the Zap Twins was born, basically. We started wow. to be more vocal. Uh, we started an Amazon coaching program, and now we help individuals who want to build a side hustle, a side income, uh, build job-quitting Amazon businesses. That's kind of our slogan. So, That's cool. That is really cool. And so how many people have you helped to date? How many different? <clears throat> yeah. Um, so... We're literally just coming up on our, our first full year within um, the Amazon coaching program. It's called the FBA Startup, and we're just about to pass 
300 enrollments uh, and that's a mixture of I'd probably call it maybe 200 groups because some people will come in as uh, as partners they have maybe have one or two partners uh, which we definitely recommend so yeah we, we've helped a uh, couple hundred and it's been amazing to see the growth uh, both personally uh, from a business standpoint their Amazon businesses grow um, and things along those lines but it's been super fulfilling to say the least Wow that's that's fantastic and it seems like you've kind of just skyrocketed in a very short amount of time to be able to get that sort of uh, you know authority that you've built in the space because actually when I Google uh, Am Amazon FBA you, you actually come up on like the first couple pages uh, and I'm not putting in a business name either so yeah it's, it's pretty cool and in your own words you said it's kind of like from suits to sneakers right in like three years so what was what what was kind of the idea behind that that suits to sneakers was it that that you were in the business and then now you're more casual you know tell me about that kind of a brand move yeah i can i can speak around that so um yeah you know when we um you're growing up to be honest with you my parents wanted us to uh to actually not do business transparently they wanted us to do like engineering my brother's an engineer for uh okay. the hydro company that that oversees our entire province and um he wa they wanted us to gain a stable job where we know that there's going to be work year-round and they weren't very familiar with the business world so to speak within the vancouver area and they thought it was more risky um but all said and done um you know we wanted to be in business like we always grew up being hustlers in some capacity we would always have some form of side hustle or some way that we were making money whether that be flipping clothes flipping cars um doing a lot of different things as high school students specifically uh, trying to turn a profit at the end of the day so we've had like this hustle in us since we were young um so we knew naturally we wanted to do business and that's why eric had mentioned you know we studied marketing specifically and then we got into sales and uh, our ambition was like, you know, going to school, we had the opportunity to wear suits. Being in corporate, we had the opportunity to wear suits, right? And we loved that. Like, we loved the fact that we could be super formal. We looked badass. We looked super professional. But right. over time, as we started to work for someone else, uh, we started to make a lot of money for someone else. Yes, we made good money. Yes, we learned a lot. And I wouldn't have had it any other way by all means. But we quickly realized that we weren't made for suits. We were made for casual clothes like this, where you can come in and you can dress like uh, more, more swaggy in a way or things that are more comfortable <laughs> and, and, and you don't need to necessarily report to a corporate office or a corporate leader in some capacity and be, um, you know, transparently, if, if you're not wearing a suit in an environment like that, you can be looked upon as unprofessional. You're dealing with clients right. and things along those lines where this, being our own boss, we're in our, con in our own control at the end of the day. So us being our, in our own control, we naturally wanted to start wearing more comfortable clothes because we started to perform better like this. So uh, that's kind of where, you know, suits to sneakers kind of came from. Uh, we love, you know, going shopping and buying clo clothing for ourselves and th things along those lines. But when you're in a, in a professional environment, you're kind of limited to what you wear. You just wear a suit every day. Uh, it's very uncomfortable. You're like, you're trying to get fitted clothes and you're trying to like move around and like, it's, yeah. it's just not our, it wasn't our thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. That's why, you know, I'm in my, my show hoodie here. So for all <laughs> our viewers, um, no, that, you know, that, I think that's great. And I think that's a lot of reason or one of the reasons that a lot of people go into business for themselves too, is because they don't want to kind of meet those corporate standards that are set by, you know, the big boss, when you work for yourself, you know, I can show up to work like this. Uh, I, I can, I can show up to work however, however I want really. And, and that's appealing, I think, to a lot of, a lot of young people. And, um, 
Uh, what would you say, you know, as, as you've built this, just as kind of a side note, going, you know, going a little bit off of the run of show, but as you were building this, what, what kind of response were you getting from, like, your friends and family? Like, was it very encouraging in the beginning? I know you said your parents were like, no, you got you to stick yeah. to engineering. But, you know, what, what were your friends saying? What were teachers saying? Yeah, I mean, they definitely, um, they definitely saw the power in it, but they just didn't believe it in all honesty. It wasn't until, you know, we started doing our, our big months and sales and all that kind of stuff where they're like, damn, like what these people are doing is actually crazy. And funny enough, you know, although, you know, I think one thing I can, I can tell you guys as well about entrepreneurship is, um, you know, Brian and I, we were, we were popular kids uh, going through high school. We had a good friend group. Uh, a friend group where we used to live for the weekend. We used to love to go partying. And I think that's natural for people who are growing up to going through high school. It's great to have those friends. But if you want to embark on entrepreneurship, you want to get into business for yourself, uh, you need to really be able to separate from those types of people as well. Because those people are distraction. Those people aren't necessarily good for what you need to get done in whatever your plan is. Uh, so when we first started doing it, we, you know, a lot of people were just like, oh, that's cool. Like, let's see how it goes type of a thing. There wasn't a lot of confidence in it, in my opinion. Um, and then, you know, we actually pushed a lot of those people away, not in a sense like, hey, I'm never talking to you again. We just didn't start, we didn't spend as much time with them. Instead, our weekends right. cons are consisted of building the business. Um, and then now to date, a lot of those friends are actually our students because they know now that there's you know, power in Amazon and selling on Amazon. And a lot of these people have the same ambition that we did, which was being able to quit your job and do your own thing. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's a beautiful thing to see and come full circle, but, uh, it was definitely, you know, you have that lag time. I think people have these preconceived notions about you saying, Hey, I'm not going to spend as much time with you. And they don't believe in it until they see it. So, right. Wow. Well, you know, this it kind of reminds me of like Gary V, kind of the same stuff that Gary V is saying. So, mm -hmm. that's, uh, I don't know if you follow Gary V at all, but that oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. was oh, everybody should follow Gary V, right? It's, it's, <laughs> I agree. It's I agree. Pretty awesome. <laughs> um, all right. So, you know, when you first started, I dug back a little bit, and it seemed like you did a lot of e-commerce stuff. You had things talking about. Um, general e-commerce, drop shipping, private labeling, publishing, social media marketing. You know, going back on your Instagram, you had all these kind of verticals that you had built up. How did you end up pruning your business down and, and landing on, okay, this is the, like the one thing we're going to be doing? Yeah, <clears throat> I can speak around that. Um, yeah, man, like we, we definitely tried everything and anything. The one thing that we knew confidently was e-commerce. We knew that the online space was going to blow up. And as soon as COVID hit, like that was like the proven time. Our, our businesses literally tripled in size. And because of that, we were able to, to walk away from our corporate jobs and confidence. Um, and then now all you read about is statistics around how e-commerce markets, retail shops closing down, um, Amazon growing consistently, like all of these different things. It's just been a testament towards, you know, our, our vision and what we saw in the opportunity early on. So we knew that we wanted to do e-commerce in some capacity. It was, just, it was just a matter of what. So with us working corporate, we worked some crazy hours. Like we were there from at least 7.30 to 5.30 every single day, which is a 10 hour day naturally, but all said and done in order to perform at a high level at that company, we needed to work 12, 14, 15, 16 hour days, sometimes even on the weekend. So, um, if you get to know Eric and I, we were ones to do exactly that. Uh, you know, we blew some of uh, like our, our leadership expectations out of the world. We, we, we created a crazy legacy when we were working corporate and it was because of our work ethic. But, um, you know, trying all those different things um, 
one, you know, you don't see as much results quick. And then two, it was a matter of what business would work the best while we were working. So we started with Amazon transparently um, because it made the most sense. When you, when you're building an Amazon business, it takes the least time to set up and it also takes the least time to manage. If I put drop shipping into perspective specifically with drop shipping, you're dealing with so much customer complaints and concerns. You're also dealing with shipping orders and things along those lines. So there's a lot of manual and right. reactive work where with Amazon, with FBA specifically, all you got to do is the front end work, right? Which you can realistically do over a six month period as soon as, a, uh, as quick as a three month period. But, once you get your product into Amazon, all you got to do is look at your Amazon, your Amazon advertising every like maybe twice a week. And then from there, they fulfill all of your orders. So it's a very passive in nature business, meaning we were able to do that while we were working these crazy jobs. So that was wow. a business that allowed us to go ahead and quit our jobs. But then it was more so like, hey, now that we're in the e-commerce space, you know, we're not putting a ton of time into our business because it's so passive in nature. Let's explore other opportunities to see how we can diversify our income. So we tried social media marketing, we tried publishing, uh, we tried drop shipping, and we all learned very fundamental skills within all of them, but we realized the best return on our investment um, was Amazon. So as soon as we realized that, we put everything else aside. You know, I still have a couple books on Amazon uh, from the Kindle standpoint, and it makes us a couple thousand dollars a month, nothing too crazy. So we still have make, we're still making money in some scenarios from some of these business businesses, but the skills that we learned from them were very transferable into building our coaching business. For example, uh, it allowed us wow. to give experience and talk around these experiences specifically to allow people that maybe want to join the Amazon space, the FBA space specifically around like why these other things didn't work. Cause we experienced them firsthand. So we, we took advantage of that for sure. But Amazon worked the best, so we went full focus on it. Now, fast forward to today, um, you know, we have three, we have four private label brands. Uh, we're partnered in like four, I think five now, five additional ones we're partnered in to help scale up. Uh, we coach over wow. 200 students in the same space. Uh, we have a service-based company that's more uh, of, you know, helping people manage advertising, uh, account management, and then we are also partnered in a studio. So it's completely full house and full circle, but it, the one thing that's very important to note is it's all Amazon, right? So we've right. created multiple income sources, but all focused within Amazon now. So it's been very, very powerful in that sense. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just mind blowing. I mean, you, you have built like an ecosystem. You, you have literally that's hand built is. an entire ecosystem. And you know, I think that that's what entrepreneurs need to start to think about. How does this system, how does this process, how does it all feed into each other? And, you know, based on that, what, what is some of your advice for any entrepreneurs who want to take their Amazon business to the moon? You know what, man? Like, I think um, the biggest thing that I've learned being in the space for, you know, coming up on four years now is it always changes. Um, and although Brian talks about how, how passive in nature it is, you know, a lot of the things will always be things that you need to continue doing. But if you're not getting ahead of what is coming out, then you're not going to be able to capitalize on what opportunities could be coming around the corner, so on and so forth. And I think as a whole, that's not just Amazon speaking. I think you need to be attentive to anything that you do because opportunities will come. And if you're not ready to receive those opportunities, well, you're not going to be able to be able to capitalize on those at the end of the day. Um, so, you know, that's a huge thing as well. Um, and in terms of scaling your Amazon business, if you're an Amazon right now, the biggest tip I can give to you is specifically on building a product for a specific person, right? A lot of people in, you know, five years ago, even when we started, it was much easier to throw a product on Amazon and you can 
it would do much better, right? Nowadays, advertising is more competitive. It's more expensive. Um, there's more and more sellers getting into e-commerce. Amazon is a great platform for people to get started. So there's a level of saturation that comes in. But as, a, as an experienced seller, how am I adapting to that? What I'm doing is I'm specifically carving out products that solve customer needs through a specific target market that is relative to the niche in my brand. So the more you can speak mm. to one particular audience, the better you're going to be able to, you know, create a community of people and buyers for a specific brand. Um, and this is why we have multiple brands because when you get so niche down into speaking to one customer, you can't just go and launch a product that's in a completely different niche. It just doesn't work right. like that. You're leveraging the power of it. So every time we find a product, we just go and build another brand, right? And because the process is so replicable for us, and um, we have a team that helps us manage everything, it's easy for us to actually repeat that. Um, just making sure that number one, we build a product that solves some form of a customer need. Number two, we're actually catering to that customer. So that breaks down everything from how your messaging is on your Amazon listing, how your pictures look, what colors mm. are rel or like, do they relate to, right? Are you speaking with women right. age 40 plus all of those different things? So in terms of marketing tips, that's all stuff that is so relevant to any business you build. If you forget that one part, then you're relying on luck. Uh, you need to have an right. audience. And as you build it, the easier it is to grow it. Yeah. Wow. And so how do you do some of that research to figure some of that out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of testing on the front end. So we'll, from, from a product standpoint, um, you know, there's tools out there that will help us understand the analytics. But after the analytics, there's so much more than that. Because, you know, a number, uh, a product can look great on paper at the end of the day. When we pull the numbers from Amazon, it can look freaking amazing. But if you don't have an opportunity to differentiate, like Eric had mentioned, or if you're not solving a problem in some capacity, you're not going to stand out. It's a search engine. So if I were to go to, into Amazon and I were to search up garlic press, it's not like you're going to see my one product. You're going to see 25 products per page, literally. So how do you get those initial clicks is, is one of the biggest things to, to kind of think about. But in terms of getting the data in order to get those initial clicks, it, it really comes down to your offering. And Eric kind of elaborated on that. But the most effective data in my opinion is literally just reading negative reviews on your competitors because one that allows you to understand your amazon customers like people that are already purchasing your product what are they saying about my competitors how can i solve it two go into facebook groups hold focus groups uh, reach out to people within the community in some capacity and try and gain and facilitate feedback in some sort and then lastly there's a bunch of split testing softwares out there so once you have you know kind of like idealistic things always compare apples to apples find one two three four different variants four different offerings and then put them in front of an audience that's relevant their software is uh, such as product pinion which is actually Andre's software oh, yeah. where you can actually be very niche focused yeah uh, in terms of understanding hey can i target amazon customers can i target people within this age with this interest and you can get some real-time data and i think that's the biggest thing with business is you're putting capital in this business in the first place and you want to make sure that you're, you get an ROI. That's what we're all here to do right. is turn a profit so that we can keep reinvesting and keep growing. But in order to minimize that and make sure that your capital is used wisely on the front end, it all comes down to testing and asking and facilitating feedback. And, and that really dumbs down to understanding your customers so that you can go ahead and do all that kind of stuff in the first place. Wow. So you find a niche, you meet a need, you do the research, you build the process is what it sounds like. Wow. That, exactly. So, you, you know, we have one more thing here is if our viewers want to get a hold of you and use your services or become a student, uh, 
how can they contact you? What's, what's the reason that they should use you? All, you know, give us the spiel, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can talk to that. Uh, you, you can find us um, on Instagram or at our website. Uh, Instagram is the Zab Twins, and our website is www.thezabtwins.com. You can uh, book a call directly on there. Uh, you know, Instagram is always a great way for, for chatting with us as well. We're pretty active on there. Um, and yeah, spiel of why I think you should work with us versus any other Amazon coaches, you know, ultimately I, I can't, yeah, well, that's one thing, but, uh, we cater to, we cater to people who want different levels of support in our opinion. And I think, uh, you know, knowing the coaching industry and how it is, I think one thing that lacks in the industry is a lot of people give information. They don't give support. They don't give coaching. Uh, one thing that we do is we actually work with these people on a one-on-one -on -one level. Uh, we have a team mm -hmm. built out of mentors that give you the support in the areas that they need, right? And this was all, again, same thing as like us doing research. We had three months of beta testing. There was over 50 students in our beta group, and it was all driven feedback, right? What did people want to see? What did people struggle with? And we catered our offer and what we do in coaching to meet those exact needs, but on top of that as well, one thing we do is we do a survey every single month. We ask people what they want to learn. We also ask them, hey, what are things that we might be lacking in? So we're always filming. Like I have a, a film block almost every single month where I'm either refilming or uh, shooting something new for students uh, so that they can get the best of the best. Because again, Amazon changes so often. Um, and on top of that as well, there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily sell on Amazon anymore in the space, but Brian and I were always in the trenches. So we are able to learn those strategies uh, and share those strategies as soon as we learn them, essentially. We're not selfish in that way. Yeah, wow. I'll, I'll add a That's little bit onto that as well. Yeah, sorry. I'll add a little bit onto it as well. Yeah, but like, <clears throat> I think one thing that's super important, um, should you want to work with a coach uh, or mentor of some capacity is, is working with someone that is in the, in the trenches. And, you know, we, we said that we're, we're, we're building four private label brands. We have equity in, in, a multi, in multiple other brands current state as well. So we're in the trenches going back to Eric's point on how Amazon's always evolving, uh, staying up to date with the changes and, you know, the best and most up to date strategies is so important in order to build a business yes. that's consistently growing. Um, so that's something that we're, we're fanatics about realistically, making sure that we're always providing, you know, live lessons whenever things change. Like for example, uh, fees just changed on Amazon. So now it's a matter of like, what can we do to increase profitability on the front end uh, so that we can, you know, mitigate those things. So, um, you know, providing lessons in more real time to adapt to the marketplace and how it's going because it naturally will. Amazon is a monopoly. Uh, from an e-commerce standpoint, they <laughs> literally control over 50% of traffic from an e-commerce standpoint in the United States specifically. So um, oh, wow. as long as you're working with someone that you can trust that's doing this, um, you know, you build a very strong support system and community and things along those lines. And that's one thing I'm very proud of is, is our community. Like everyone thrives off of each other. It's not just Eric and I uh, that is motivating everybody, but it's everybody motivating everybody. So it's a good sense of family in a way. That's great. I mean, that's, you know, that's something here at Zova, um, that our parent company for marketing tip tea time is we are huge on education because, you know, Amazon's changing fast. Google is changing daily, Facebook, things like that. I mean, technology is just setting breakneck speeds on how they are mm -hmm. adapting and growing. So it's really important for all of our viewers out there. You've got to find someone who is keeping on top of those, those trends and those changes. You have to do it. Uh, anybody who's like, oh, you know, I've been doing it for so long and I'm just so good at it because I've done it for so long, that, that experience is still great, but it doesn't always help in the moment because there is 
so many new things happening. And the Zab Twins <coughs> sound like they have it covered <laughs> for Amazon. <laughs> covered. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Well, you know, any other, any other things that you want to talk about before we, we wrap up the show? Um, no, nothing in specific. I think the one thing I'd say for anybody looking to get into business or entrepreneurship as a whole is uh, be okay with failing. Um, you know, we live for the failure and, uh, you know, I, I'm the analytical twin. It's funny that you said that obviously, but <laughs> Brian's the creative one. I'm the analytical twin. Um, and what I like to do is I, I always look at a situation um, that there's always going to be something I win from it um, in. So, I, you know, whether I go into something and I lose out on it, well, I just learned that this doesn't work or I learned that, hey, I should adapt or change this. Um, if something is working, I use that as good data and be like, okay, you know, this works really well. I'm going to continue <laughs> doing it or, you know, wh what can I do to make it a little bit better? Um, so, you know, there's no right. good and uh, there's always good in any bad and, um, be optimistic because entrepreneurship as a whole is, um, you know, it's going to be a bumpy road. It's not always going to be easy, but the people who make it are the people who don't give up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I can, uh, I'll add a little bit on there, but, uh, yeah, Eric, you hit the nail on the head there. I think in my opinion, uh, you can go and start any business that you want, but in my opinion, you need to be able to master the mind first because in my in my experience, 80% of what you do and the success that you see, it really, it really does happen in your mind first before it comes into fruition. So if you can train your mind to be successful, if you can train your mind to handle diversification, diversity, um, you know, all of these bumps in the road, because again, entrepreneurship, it is a roller coaster. There are bumps, um, but what can you do in order to stay um, on those climbs and keep your momentum up? But when you get into those valleys, what can you do to come out of them quickly you know, analyze the scenario and move through those challenges quickly. And um, it's not business tips in that scenario. It's like mindset and how you approach things and how you think things, how you look, look yeah. at things in different perspectives. So uh, that's another thing that we love to do uh, within our community is um, train the mind. We have a full module before they even dive into things on training the mind. We have monthly mindset calls, like so many different things because it is 80% of the game. And I can say that in confidence. Yep, yep. And to big, piggyback off of that, anybody who's watching, go check out their Instagram. They have a lot of videos and a lot of content specifically centered around fostering an entrepreneurial mind to have grit and tenacity and, and to really, you know, just hone in and, and get it done and embrace the failure. So they're, they're playing the music like at the Grammys. I'm and the Oscars, I guess this is, this is my outro here. So thank you everyone who watched today and thank you everyone who is supporting us. Thank you so much to the Zab Twins, to our sponsor, Whole Brain Consulting, Josh, our in-studio producer, Phil, our tech producer, Peter Romero, our sound and graphics supervisor. And thank you to my parents who, you know, have a lot of, they gave us a lot of the stuff that you see here today. Thank you to everyone, we love you so much. And in two weeks, we will have a, another episode of Marketing Tip Tea Time, and then uh, two more episodes in May before the end of season three. And then we're gonna go into season four, which will start in August. So thank you, everyone. We love all of you. Really, we appreciate it. And until next time, nastravi, cheers. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>